Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. This episode, we welcome fellow podcasters J.P. Fournier and Sean Gramiak of The Movie Jerks to discuss the erotic thriller series, Jism. First up, Papasha Basu seduces John Abraham in 2003's Jism. Then, Sonny Leone romances Randy Puda in 2012's Jism 2. Very straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> this week. That's, that's a nomenclature you can get behind. I'm so sick of these like blah 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 colon something else dash mm-hmm. part one. It's the the Hunger yeah. Games movies like yeah. the oh. Hunger Games colon Mockingjay dash part one. That is a ridiculous title. Jism Jism two. Yeah. It's straightforward. Yeah. It's yeah. to the point. One syllable, two syllables. You know what yeah. you're getting. You're getting jism, and you're getting jism again. <laughs> uh, Welcome back, lovers. As you can hear, we are joined here by the Movie Jerks. Welcome, guys. So happy to have you on the show. Thank you. Podcast legends here in Edmonton. Oh, Ah, shucks. Yeah, you guys have done... Winners of all the awards. By that, they just mean old. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) You guys have done two, over 200 episodes of the Movie Jerks now. That's correct, yeah. Actually, we just did our 201 this summer. There you go. Yeah, Yeah, I think between you guys and Paul Mawichuk, you're like the, you know, the... Uh, originators of Edmonton movie podcasting, wouldn't you say? Well, uh, he's definitely, because we did it after. That's how we met him, was mm-hmm. the fact that we, we did it and discovered he was doing it for a lot longer than us. Yeah, so. but like the longest running podcast, I think yours and then Trash Art in the Movies, a.k.a. DVD Afternoon, before you showed up. Yeah, and yeah, and we're, we're approaching 200 episodes on Trash Art in the Movies. But uh, yeah, um, so for our listeners, possibly overseas, possibly, you know... Um, Definitely not Edmonton people. Can you explain a little bit about the movie Jerk's idea? Definitely not Edmonton people. Man, we got something in common. That's good. Well, our our main audience is in Pakistan and France. Oh, we're not. You know, shout out to Pakistan. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe let them know what the what the idea is. We get some uh, France listeners, but it's because there's a politician, Jean Paul Fournier. Mm. <laughs> so they actually think that I might be part of that. So that yeah, they make that connection, which That's is neat. fun. I, I meet people on Facebook for that because people yeah hmm. they think JP is a furious right winger. <laughs> we get oh. hate mail all the time, like a Le Pen type. <laughs> oh wow! Huh. Right. Wow. Well, so I guess the next place to our show is that we. Uh, we invite guests over and we ask them what movie they love, or sorry, what movie they hate, or mm-hmm. what movie that they love but everyone hates. Mm-hmm. And then we will counterpick a film using the same genre, and we often try to aim for something worse than what they're pitching us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's fun just hearing people just jump into their passion about film. Yeah, and uh, both Aaron and I have been on the show. Multiple uh, times. When I went on, we watched Cyborg 2 yeah. and uh, Six String Samurai. I was pleasantly surprised by Cyborg 2. It was, <laughs> it was pretty solid, actually. I would watch that again. Cyborg 1, Aaron watched for her show, and you hated it, but I can't convince her. Cyborg 2 decent. I think you were just Cyborg. happy to see Angelina Jolie. Oh, that too. <laughs> and um, uh, Elias Cotes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and what did you watch? I think he was you... less excited. <laughs> what did you watch when you were on their show? Um, Fur, and then a film about the Fuhrer. Right. <laughs> That's right, yeah. The title of which is eluding me. It's and a... that was really hard to find, that movie, right? It was, yeah. Right. It was, because yeah. it, well, it was a comedy about Hitler, mm-hmm. uh, where it, they hire up a Jewish writer to bring back his mojo. Yeah. Because he's lost his mojo in front of audiences. Yeah. So, uh, and it ends up being, um, I don't know how to say it, it's such a bizarre comedy. But it, it would, it, a lot of theaters said no to it just because of the concept. They didn't yeah. want to see Hitler in, in a light form. Even though he's shown as the villain, he's shown as yeah. 
Like, uh, they're not hiding who he is. And it's kind of crazy, because Mel Brooks gets away with making Hitler seem funny all the time. <laughs> Hitler on ice? Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> Springtime for Hitler? Yeah. yeah. Well, and you have Chaplin and the Great Dictator. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that's... And that new one, well, uh, Look Who's Back, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that the, just came out now, yeah. The third movie in the Look Who's Talking series. Yeah. It's... <laughs> <laughs> It's a real curveball thrown at the audience. They thought they were going to get a talking baby again. But, uh, yeah. And then there's another episode on um, lesbian vampire films because I'm a big fan of lesbian oh, yeah, vampire yeah. films where I made them watch a genre left film. Uh, Daughters of Darkness, right? Uh, no, they probably would have appreciated it if I made them uh, watch Daughters of Darkness. Was it Caged Virgins? It was Caged Virgins, yeah. Oh, and then we watched. Oh, what's uh, the other title for that? That was not a tough sell at all. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they made me watch uh, We Are the Night, I we believe it's night. called. Yeah. Which uh, I liked. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah that's actually a really good film. I yeah. give you a difficult, really hard movie to like. And you <laughs> give you a really movie to like. Well, I think we went into that not knowing what we were doing. We uh, actually, in our uh, guise as podcasters for Bollywood is for Lovers, we appeared on the movie Jerks in an episode that never really saw air. Which is, yeah, and actually, you were talking in between here, um, like, I don't know if you record that part, but talking about getting the mic set up, mm-hmm. I think I just realized why it didn't record the right way. Because whenever um, we actually plug in the mic to our garage band at my house, it actually has to get uh, acknowledge it every time. Yeah, yeah, it says, like, use built-in audio and or I use I think the... I might have mixed that up, because what yeah. happened was, we ended up recording in reverse, where I thought the mic was running, and I should have checked it while we were talking, but I got, I guess, too enthralled with our conversation. I'm enthralling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you did it again. Damn it. <laughs> but I, I ended up stopping uh, the recording while we ended up gossiping in between when we were taking a break. And then I recorded that, and then mm-hmm. I turned it back off when we were starting again. And I have the ending of it. Like when, I think we took three breaks, but some reason I have the very last clip of the ending. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about... Um, Veer. Veer. Veer yeah. with, with uh, Simon Khan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that one actually... We, no, so there's a great actor. <laughs> I <laughs> love Simon Khan. I actually do, too. Yeah. Probably for a lot of the wrong reasons. Well, well, we did a live show of the movie Jerks, mm-hmm. and we actually showed the scene from Bodyguard. Bodyguard, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Where he's doing his uh, flex dancing. Of course. Where he's flexing yeah. and whistling. Is that when he, or no, that's when watch where he gets, the, he gets the fire hose stuck in his shirt and then explodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you do. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. 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 very common mishap. Yep. Yeah. Oh, the amount of time that guy loses his shirt is hilarious. Oh, <laughs> and the way he loses his shirt is very <laughs> yeah, important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I flexed funny. too hard. The yep. Salman Khan story. <laughs> <laughs> thoroughly enjoy watching his shows yeah yeah uh, and Bollywood uh, sorry the bo- uh, Bodyguard we've actually done several uh, yeah. Bollywood sh- uh, episodes mm-hmm. yeah we- tell us about your familiarity with Bollywood what you've seen what you've enjoyed maybe what you haven't enjoyed well uh, my starting off was uh, I guess I watched the most unpopular films from what I've been told mm-hmm. uh, I watched Asuka or Asoka Mm-hmm. Uh, which I liked, uh, but I watched it with a group of friends who were not under, like didn't know Bollywood style yet. Yeah. I didn't know either. And when we were watching it, we were unaware that this was a Bollywood film. So hmm. when they broke out in a song, bit uh, of a shock. Everyone was shocked, but a friend of mine actually spat out his drink because <laughs> we thought we were watching a violent uh, barbarian film. Yeah, oh, okay. and so we thought we were getting into this big action film. And like the, the, the clip we saw was of him with his sword that detaches, and it's a whip sword. Yeah, and we're like, that's cool. And so yeah, when, when broke out the song, we were relatively shocked. A group of guys that were <laughs> trying to get home. We feel like we're a bunch of men. <laughs> uh, 
And but I I couldn't believe it, so I started showing other people, and that's when I became uh, uh, enthralled and, mm-hmm. and and interested in it. And then I watched uh, Sariari. Sawaria. Sawaria? Yeah. I always mispronounce that. There's a lot of A's in that title. Yes. <laughs> Which I love. Because like, yeah. uh, I'm a huge... Um, uh, what's the author again? Dostoevsky. Dostoevsky. I so enjoy Dostoevsky. And when there was a Bollywood film of that. And it's a Bollywood film that has a sad ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, well, it makes me cry every time I see it. Yeah. Uh, but in, I was told again. Like, I, I thought it was gorgeous. Like, it, it has a very Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I, I thought the coloration, the dance numbers, and the music. The music sticks with me. I still have the music, I think, on my my yeah, my uh, iPod here. But I was told that's not a very popular film. Yeah, that one was kind of a bomb, actually, right? Yeah, it was yeah. A it was a huge yeah. bomb. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one that we watched to go on your show. We watched that in Veer. And it had kind of a... Silent movie sensibility, like the main character is keyed on Raj Kapoor, mm-hmm. who's similar to a Charlie Chaplin type. And Very much so. Yeah, yeah. And he was who doing, is his own grandfather? Who's the who's the actor's grandfather? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like that one too. I was not big on Sawaria. We've seen almost all of Sanjay Leela Bansali's films at this point, and he's one of our favorite directors. And I thought Sawaria was a big flop and a well, big miss. It was a miss. huge, huge flop, and actually yeah. because uh, people had. A but like artistically, huge... like I thought it was. Oh really? A flop. I really don't think that movie works. I think Rani Mukherjee is very, very good in it. And Salman Khan is in it too. Salman Khan yes, is briefly is. in it. Yeah, well, very um, quiet Salman Khan. Yeah, and it was the And it was the debut of Rambir Kapoor and Sonam mm-hmm. Kapoor. No relation. Um, but I just yeah, the movie didn't work for me like at all. Mm-hmm. Well, it certainly did for me, but I think it's because I wasn't really used to the Bollywood. Yeah. Uh, so when I was watching it, I just couldn't believe the cinematography, the mm-hmm. coloration, the dance numbers. I was so impressed with it. Mm-hmm. And I've seen other ones I've enjoyed more. Yeah. Like, since then. Like, uh, one of my favorites is Three Idiots. We did. Oh, yeah, Three Idiots is lovely. Oh, it's hilarious. So we, we watched it with Winston Herbert, and he showed us uh, Dilto... Dilto Prego High? Dilto Prego High, yeah. Oh, yeah. was that great? That's another one. That, that's when I got introduced to... Um, well, I think one of, the, yeah, one of the best actors. Shah Rukh Khan? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So great. And so, yeah, I've, I've become a fan since. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's really easy, I think, to, to fall in love with Bollywood. And I know what you mean about kind of like the first ones you see kind of leave an impression and a, a lot of people uh, who might already have been watching Bollywood for years, maybe they grew up with it because they are Indian or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, they've just become fans and have been following the industry and sometimes the movies that you say that you like they're surprised by for example one of mine and Matt's favorite films is Gunde mm-hmm. which um, many many people hate it was a huge flop uh, and we fucking love that movie well, yeah, like, what, that was the first the second one I saw in theaters yeah after Doom 3 yeah and uh, we also really like Bombay Velvet which you guys would probably like too it's a uh 60s crime drama. I have that actually in my list of to watch. Yeah. yeah, that's what one I was told to watch. That was a huge flop. No one liked really? it. Really? But uh, it was. We loved it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It's very much kind of like a Hollywood film. Yeah. Oh. You I know, and your crash up is really trying to make kind of like a 1930s, um, like glossy kind of gangster, gangster picture, picture. Yeah. with a, with some like. Curtis Hansen thrown in there from LA Confidential. Mm-hmm. Nice. See, that sounds good appealing to me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it just wasn't what the audience, well, the intended audience was looking for, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, you, Graham? Yeah. With, with me, I think uh, I'm a real neophyte to Bollywood. And uh, I want to go on record as saying right now, one of the things on my bucket list 
is to be a Caucasian villain in a Bollywood film. <laughs> so if anyone's shooting in Alberta, mm-hmm. I would think a Hindi Western would be awesome. We did a whole episode on Bollywood films shot in Alberta. And I'd love to be the man in black getting yep. gunned down by you know, Salman Khan, preferably. <laughs> That'd be okay. But well, if it's shot in Alberta, it's going to be Akshay Kumar. That was fine, you yeah. know, as long as I'm shot by someone. <laughs> it's all I care about. My shot at fame. That's to, weird that to your, a billion your bucket people. list is like a, be in several movies, but you're shot or beaten up. Yeah, you know, <laughs> i got to play something I know. Like, uh, play something I'm good at. The thing that I love about Bollywood, though, and I still maintain, is that they are still some of the only films out there that get romance right. Mm-hmm. In, a yeah. very, like, in a very extravagant kind of 1930s each person has one foot outside of the bed on the floor sort of a way yeah, yeah. and uh, and sometimes I feel bad watching a Bollywood film because I I find them entertaining and funny but I know that a lot of it is done with a true sincerity mm-hmm. but to mm-hmm. a to a kind of a western view it seems silly a little cheesy a little cheesy but yeah. i love that yeah. yeah and i love and i've also gotten very used to the idea that i can watch a film where in one second people will be hacking each other to death and then the next second they will burst into song yeah. mm-hmm. and now i'm starting to think you know it if what if you saw what zero dark 30 <laughs> yeah, maybe, I could use some songs. You know, so, what, Jessica Chastain, is it? Just, who, who should have an item number in uh, Zero Dark Thirty? Just, uh, Chris Pratt. Yeah, Chris Pratt shows oh, he up. Could, and, he could make that happen. <laughs> just has a chance With some guys in hoods behind him. That's right. Exactly. No, just go for it, right? Just, just a waterboarding scene. Just yeah. a dance number Virtually to that. Virtually yeah. any film can be improved by a good dance number. I agree. I'm, I'm, I, yeah, you know, I agree. I, I was going to say, there's two things um, that I think Bollywood has really changed about uh, the way I watch film. One is that I think every movie should have singing and dancing <laughs> in it. Like every single movie, I'm just like, I will dis- man, this would be really improved by some singing. I will dancing. disagree with you on that one because I find some of the comedies that are done where they throw a dance number in the middle of it, I find it too yeah. forced. Yeah. To put it in. Like, uh, well, the new Ghostbusters that came out. I was With actually happy because I saw the dance number coming up and I was like, don't do it. I'm, yeah. I'm already not laughing at a lot of the stuff you're doing. And then when I did it at the end of the credits, I thought, yeah, and I'm glad you took that out. But why did they, uh, I mean, we don't need to get into Ghostbusters, but why did they set it up in the film and then not show it well, and then put it in the credits? It's just so messy. Yeah. It, well, that's actually the biggest, uh, my issue with that one is that it's, it's hacked to pieces. I think yeah, there was is. a good script that was, and you got some talent in there, but yeah. they were so worried after that first I know. And they, they got their hands in it after it was being made. And, yeah. yeah. The whole thing is just like read studio notes all over it. And all the, um, all the looking at YouTube comments and stuff. Like, we get it. Yeah. People don't like this movie. Actually, try and tell a story, please. <laughs> the second thing is that it's really challenged kind of my Western sensibility of what we think is objectively quality cinema. And so what you talk about, um, kind of these things coming across as silly and cheesy because there's a lot of melodrama, there's a lot of heightened emotions because of the censor board there. Um, there are certain things that they can and can't show. And the more you watch Bollywood, the more you kind of realize that I think our understanding of what constitutes good art is a construction. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's nice yes. to say. Yeah. Um, speaking of the arts, like uh, the, 
I would actually go as far as saying some of the best cinematographies. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. cinematographers yeah. are in Bollywood films. Oh, yeah. They are stunning. Yeah, those and films are beautiful. Very purposely filmed. Like, they, they've actually yeah. seen those, put those scenes together very, very Well, and, and in, our, in our famous Lost episode, uh, you brought up the fact that uh, Gatsby... Mm-hmm. Is a is a Bollywood film? Yeah. Basically, and, yeah. Well, Baz Luhrmann Baz himself Luhrmann Gatsby, has yeah. said he's been trying to make Bollywood movies. That's his entire manifesto. That, yeah. Baz yeah. Luhrmann had to write a manifesto to make his movie. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing and the thing is, I didn't realize that. But the moment you brought that up, yeah. like that makes the film. Like I love the film without yeah. a doubt. I can watch it ten times in a row and mm-hmm. still love it. But it makes it so much better to know that it comes from that yeah. perspective. Yeah. And they had Amitabh Bachchan in there as yes. uh, Mayor Wolfstein, too. Well, and Moulin yeah. Rouge has the, oh, it's very has the Indian Bollywood-inspired um, like musical number slash play At the end, within yeah. the yeah. film. Yeah, I think well, the Bollywood is given license to be more colorful, too, because yeah, in, in a Western movie, we don't really have areas that look like that a lot of the yeah. time. And that's something we'll talk about in Jism, is that... Just some rooms are a crazy color, and it doesn't it doesn't appear to be out of the ordinary. No, yeah. no but I also think that I think, I think the movie that really brought that out was Hero, mm-hmm. uh, where every basically like within well the storylines change from color to color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that one really accented having a color scene. Mm-hmm. Well, on top of that too, and I mean this will undoubtedly be mentioned when we talk about Jism too, but. Uh, a lot of people have ran down Biba Boys as well. Oh, mm-hmm. God, I hated Biba Boys. I like it for the yeah. camp value. It okay. has a very campy value. But the other thing you is, You like too, the Paul Gross, like, uh, man bun? Oh, yeah, that was... <laughs> see, I like that. That was silly. I enjoy that. But I like the fact that all the gangsters dressed in bright pastel. I do like that. And that they got great stood fashion. out. Yeah, they were, like, the most handsome guys in the room, and they knew it. Yeah. And it had... It, like, it was a good attempt at being Scarface. Yeah. That just... Mm-hmm. It has, it's not a good gangster film, no. yeah. but it has its own weird, peculiar charm. It's Scarface, I, but with the color palette of Dick Trees. I felt <laughs> Yeah, You're not missing much. Yeah. The other thing I'll say about the cinematography is that Bollywood functions as kind of like um, a travel log for a lot of people. Yeah, and so. Sense. They travel to a lot of exotic locales like, like Alberta, Alberta, and the Swiss Alps. A lot of mountains. You yeah, know, Swiss Alps again. Well, Always the Swiss Alps. There was a particular one um, I remember just saw, seeing recently. It was uh, underneath the New York Bridge. Mm-hmm. Oh shoot, I'm blanking out. But yeah, well, and but you're, yeah, you're right. For Dilwale, they just shot an entire song in Iceland. Yeah, and everyone, like in the YouTube comments, were talking about. Oh, look at all the CGI they put in to make this rainbow. And if you watch the behind-the-scenes video, none of that was faked. Oh. Uh, and so the cinematography, I think, is, is, is a big part of that, of wanting to kind of show the, the, the people world, who love yeah. Bollywood, you know, Indians, the world. And that's a big kind of um, no. just investment, I think, that the, that the Bollywood film industry has um, in its cinema. This and conversely, I think for us, we see so much of India in these movies. And oh, so yeah. it acts like, you know, this, you know, it just exposes you to all these kind of amazing locations and it's shot so beautifully. So I really do think that kind of, you know, landscape and exotic locations, whether, you know, whether it's Alberta, which isn't exotic to us, mm-hmm. or Chennai, which isn't exotic to the people in Chennai, I think those those things are really linked. Well, they also see it through a different eye. Like, whether mm-hmm. the Alberta stuff is beautifully shot, and you're like, oh, right, look at that area. They, uh, yeah, it actually looks good around here yeah. sometimes. <laughs> now, this is, um, this is my own, I guess, uh, ignorance of Bollywood films. 
do they often have different cinematographers for the musical scenes than they do for the the actual film? Because I find there's a sometimes in some movies there's mm-hmm. such a vast change. Uh, yeah, of quality. There can be, okay. um, and it really depends on the type of musical number you have. I mean, some musical numbers are diegetic, so they take place within kind of the world of the film, and some of them are these fantasy sequences where you know or a dream or they're something. they're on oh, they're on yeah. the streets in India, and then suddenly she's running off to a pyramid, and you're what? in yeah in Ahsoka. Egypt. He's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a moment where I think he's in the pool, and then she's on a mountain, and then he hears her calling and looks mm-hmm. up, and they're <laughs> miles away, but yeah. you can still hear her. Yeah. Some of them yeah. are literally just like music videos stuck into the middle of the movie or tacked onto the end, and those are often filmed. Um, in a different schedule than the film itself. Well, that makes so sense. Yeah. You it, can pay attention really... to facial hair and stuff. They might have come from oh, shooting another movie. I never thought of looking at that. that. Yeah. I, mean, I also see like some of the dance numbers are so elaborate mm-hmm. and so well done. I'm wondering how long they would take on a one dance number. And I'm wondering if they actually brought in different cinematographers because of and yeah, doing that separately. It could be your while B we're doing unit. the rest yeah. of it. Yeah. I'm sure sometimes it happens. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, it really depends on the kind of song in the film. I admit I also don't know too much about um, kind of the the, the nuts people and bolts, the nuts yeah. and bolts, yeah, the pe- and the people involved in cinematography. But I do think that like they make some of the best looking movies in the world oh, yeah, I agree. in Bollywood. And well, it, I mean, like there is a like pure pleasure of just watching beautiful films. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of nuts, let's get to uh, Jism. Okay. Um, <laughs> great segue. Thank you. That was very slick. Kind of <laughs> sticky, but very Oh, slick. no. Here we go. There's yeah. going to be a lot of these. It's going to glue everything together. Um, so, Jism was directed by... <laughs> Jism was directed by Emmett Saxena, and it's a remake of Body Heat. Which is itself a remake of Double Indemnity. Yeah, so this and is... And I'm a, wearing my Double Indemnity t-shirt. I did not plan that. Yeah, so this is a <laughs> Remake three times over, basically. Starred Bipasha Basu and John Abraham in his debut. Yes, John Abraham was a model in India at the time, uh, and then you know got this role and that guy, went no. on to start. That, that guy's not a model. Jeez, no wonder he was shirtless for over half of it. Yeah. But, uh, now we uh, have been trying to record this episode for a little while now, and we thought initially that we were going to be doing it before the uh, Fringe Theater Festival here in Edmonton, and then it turns out that we have to record it afterwards just because of working out everyone's schedule. So Matt and I actually watched these films about a month ago. Um, We're going to rely on you (laughs) to give us the plot details. (laughs) There might be some plot details we misremember. But, I mean, the basic, you know, the basic nuts and bolts of it, I'm pretty sure. Well, it's it's the body heat slash double indemnity. Quick look up double indemnity on IMDb. Yeah. The plot is very simple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think you're going to struggle too much with it. Yeah, well, let's see if I can remember off the top of my head. So, John Abraham is a failing alcoholic lawyer. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Who meets Named the, Kabir. Named Kabir. Who, Nick Kabir Khan, right? No. Oh. No, his last name's not Khan. I don't remember why I kept thinking that. But, uh, yeah, he... Um, because he's in Kabir Khan's films? Yeah, he hooks up with Bipasha Basu, who is a woman who is seemingly unsatisfied with her married life. And he is coerced into murdering her husband. Well, I guess... Coerced or seduced? Seduced into yeah. murder. The, yeah, <laughs> the right John off, Abraham story. Right, right <laughs> off the start, I didn't like him. Abraham? Yeah, I didn't like his character in this. Yeah, because he basically sees her, goes up to her, and basically right off the bat, she goes, "I'm married," mm-hmm. and he is full front. Just uh, yeah, yeah, and like it doesn't matter that he's married. And off the bat, I'm like, "You're kind of a scumbag." He and, is actually. Yeah, 
And I so most of the like uh, the Bollywood films, I usually root for the the people. I didn't root for anyone in this film. No, it's, well, it's mean, like a film noir, right? Yeah. Like, it is yeah. film noir. It's, it's body. It's Bollywood noir. Like it's yeah. like body yeah. heat, which is a remake of Double Indemnity, which is like the ultimate noir. Yeah. So <laughs> like, and I don't know. Do you ever really root for someone in a noir? Like everyone yeah. is damned and everyone's Siddharth. Down. Siddharth, the, well, the moral conscience. The, oh, his buddy, the, yeah. The investigator. And Siddharth, wasn't Siddharth a Buddha? Uh, no. I think, yeah, that's one of the iterations. One yes. of the iterations of it? Yeah. I thought that was very sly, very clever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and he also, uh, uh, the main character seems to be the world's most relaxed lawyer, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's tough to figure out that he's a lawyer until well, he says he's a lawyer. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, really go to work or no, anything. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, Siddharth being the uh, his buddy who is in charge of investigating the insurance claim. Yeah. And in uh, Double Indemnity is the same is played by Edward G. Robinson. Nice. So yes. you know he's coming from a good background of like good character actor uh, whose whose job it is to investigate the main character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it re- I mean it really is the same basic plot. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you haven't seen Double Indemnity. Go and see Tumble yeah, 70. It's a very important film. I haven't seen it in years. Oh, um, if you haven't seen bit, Body right. Heat, though, I don't really remember Body yeah. Heat. I've seen Body Heat recently. And I thought it was pretty good. It was better yeah. than I was expecting. Yeah. That's yes. it. Now, how does Jism rank against both Double Indemnity and Body Heat? Oh, you're trying to put it up against yeah. Hitchcock? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Wasn't Double Indemnity Hitchcock? No. No, that's no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Raymond Chandler's story. I was going to say, like, I thought you mean, like, equality wise, because it has a. It, it, it is a Hitchcockian yeah. style thriller, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's what I was going to say. It's like you're putting it up against something that is iconic. Yeah, and I don't think Jism is iconic. <laughs> <laughs> it apparently did well enough over there that it was like you know here's our erotic thriller of the '90s, basically or early 2000s. It yeah came out around the turn of the century, and it is it has a really good reputation over there. But yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't really care for Jism one. I prefer Jism too, but not by much. And there was a BBC poll, a BBC poll that, um, or a poll from a um, British um, media conglomerate um, that um, ranked the like 100 sexiest scene in scenes in movies. Okay. Um, and the readers like got to like write in and say, anyways, and this one ranked. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. It's in like the 90s, but still, you know, still, like, Jizen really ranked. Like, the amount it of was... sexy movies out there and the fact that it gets into the top 100, that's pretty impressive. Well, and the amount On of... nuance alone, basically. The amount of kind of um, adult movies you have in Bollywood is really small. You know, like there's just, there's not a lot of films in Bollywood dealing with content like this, with sexuality and, you know, and that want to, Apart like, from the output of Sonny Leone, I guess, because that's, <laughs> that's what she's been But doing. I think that's a different venue. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's in a different country when she's doing most of those films. It's true. Now, yeah, what did so. you think of the, uh, while we're talking about the, the sensuality, what did you think between of the chemistry between Bipasha Basu and John Abraham because they fell in love on the set of this film and were together for years then they split up and she's now married to someone else Um, but like they were a big Big Bollywood kind of um, power power couple for a long time well, did, did did the yeah. off screen chemistry translate on screen? Not I, in the slightest. I don't think it did. Not no. yeah. at all. Because um, I, I I find a lot of the Bollywood films I've seen, the chemistry is really quite good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where I didn't find I cared at all what happened to either of these two with their relationship. 
But I also, like, I often admit, like, when I watch this, I was with uh, a friend of mine who came over, and she... I was getting lack of sleep when we were mm-hmm. watching this film, and I'd already been annoyed because uh, I was telling Gramiak how she came in with a giant suitcase, and I made a joke about how she's the same size as that suitcase. Mm-hmm. And then she thought it was funny to throw all of her clothes onto my floor <laughs> and then get inside the suitcase and <laughs> start yelling that she was kidnapped. <laughs> and this is 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, this boy. is her idea of what's funny, and uh, not my idea of what's <laughs> funny at all. Um, so we were watching it with her, and she fell asleep, and I think I was annoyed. Like I already I was in a bad mood when I started watching it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she woke up to see a scene when they're in the Jeep, and uh, she has her, the actress has her feet up. And she's like, oh, my God. He goes, I have shoes exactly like that. It goes, I go up like the, 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 the string that goes up the leg. Uh-huh. And so she gladiators. Throws, yeah, they call gladiators. Yeah, no, she had a different name for them. Uh, she looked around your house and found it. No, the shoes. she emptied. Uh, she emptied her suitcase on the second time. Oh, she did twice. Just to go oh, and everything. She broke a pair of my 3D glasses while doing it. Huh. She had a lot of freaking clothes. So huh. I was so annoyed while watching this film. <laughs> So you had, you had a femme fatale of your own in your house at the time. So <laughs> <laughs> it was a distracting. I while didn't watch her husband too. Her filler, uh, <laughs> thriller going on. He was looking at her at the suitcase, thinking, "You know what? <laughs> you know, it almost <laughs> might work." <laughs> I, I I'm not too far from the river. I murdered Laura's husband. Too, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I almost wonder if, like most Bollywood films, don't show this level of sexuality. And I almost wonder if in, like, in the same way that kind of, like, Hayes Code era kind of rom-coms kind of, there feels like there's a frisson in the air, you know, when you really kind of feel like... It's all dialogue. It's all dialogue. The characters have to say everything and kind of tell you everything with looks. And as soon as, like, you just remove that and you can show everything... You lose some of that kind of that tactility. Well, and, yeah. it, and it harkens back to a little point like I, I made earlier is that there is an innocence to the seduction in here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we would look at it and go, that is like super tame. That's not really. Yeah. Number uh, one, I'm going to also mention this they kiss weirdly. I don't give a <laughs> shit what anyone says. Their kissing does yeah. not seem natural. Huh. Number two, well, Billy Wilder directed Double Indemnity yeah. so I don't sound Billy like Wilder. a tool. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and number three, uh, I mean, there's the cutaway shots to the wind chimes mm-hmm. and all that. So, yeah, it is, very, like you said, Hayes Code. It's very much like mm-hmm. there's the kiss, a hand comes up, she puts her hand up at one point in front of their faces to obscure their faces. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the next thing you know, you're expecting a train to go in a tunnel or waves to crash on <laughs> the beach. Hitchcock. I actually, like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I ended right. up showing uh, Laura afterwards nine and a half weeks, like just the same. Yeah, exactly. Because oh, yeah. they took the, the seduction scene directly mm-hmm. from nine and a half weeks. Yes. Like with the blindfold and putting the ice and... Are yeah. you saying... That Bollywood plagiarized Hollywood? They <laughs> yeah. gave a tribute to. Yes. Yeah. And that's, if you're going to tribute a film for sexuality, like Nine and a Half Weeks was definitely one that was iconic for mm-hmm. those sex scenes. Yeah. So that it, But yeah, I had to show her, and she was blown away how similar. They did mm-hmm. sexuality yeah. light. And it was funny because I went to YouTube and just showed her like a scene, and it was edited on YouTube somewhat. Yeah. Somewhat. But yeah. So what did you think of uh, Bipasha Basu? Because uh, for... Uh, your guys' information, she's kind of a Bollywood screen queen, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's in a lot of horror movies, and I find the way that Jism, uh, and Jism too for that matter, treats the sexuality similar to the way that they treat horror movies, because it's just not a genre that they work with as well. 
in my estimation. Like, yeah, I would say both adult thrillers and horror is not Bollywood's strongest yeah, suit. Yeah, there was apparently... Romances! Yeah. Yes. There was apparently <laughs> kind of a grindhouse 70s horror scene for a while, but all the kind of major horror movies that we've seen are really at a remove. And really And lame. this one I would also <laughs> kind of think, it's like, you know, you could have gone farther, but either restrictions of the censorship office or just general lack of interest from the audience who are not used to this, they, they pull it away. So what do you think of Bipasha Basu, who is an amazing, amazingly attractive woman? Well, she's stunning. Yeah. yeah. I would right from the beginning when she comes out of the lake, just walking out of the lake. Like she, I can see why a, a guy would look at her and go, I got to get to know her. Like yeah. It's, like I can see. Him. And actually, I'll have to give it to this. I did like his speech at the end where he realizes that it's all about compa- like passion and it's about being attracted to the body. And, yeah. yeah. And he realizes it wasn't love. And I actually thought that was well. I was like, well, thank goodness this guy came to his senses. <laughs> At least someone did in this film. <laughs> Forget about it. It's jism. <laughs> we, we should say jism does mean body. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We're going to be laughing about this for the next half an hour. So we, we probably should pop it off at some point. That's where all the jokes are. That's where all the jokes have been coming from for our non-English first language speaking audience. Uh, we're laughing about jism. very lonely of us after this Juvenile. Yeah. yeah. We giggled just thought of it. I knew that was going to be what this episode was, which is a series of, you know, <laughs> insinuations, inseminations, yeah. and, yeah, just, <laughs> just joking about jism. I really like the Pasha Basu, and I really like John Abraham, and I don't think in this film you get really get to see um, the range that either of them have. I agree. Like, but Pasha Basu, she's gorgeous, but she's also a great comedian in, yeah. oh, in yeah. Doom, too. She's excellent. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot she was in that. Yeah. yeah, and she plays a double role there. Um, and, like, she's super, super funny mm-hmm. and bubbly. And then in Omkara, she's like, I mean, Omkara's an amazing film. Yeah, it's, it's Bollywood Othello. Oh, okay. It's a remake of Othello, well worth watching. Um, and she's got, like, you know, this sensuality here, but also this innocence to her. Yeah, she plays and Cassio's I, girlfriend, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, and I think just here in Jism, like, it's just very... They're asking just for something very one note from both of them. Well, both of them have a screen chemistry, but just I didn't find it was with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when they're separate... They were saving that for... Then, oh, yeah, for after, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after... I also think that might be the director's fault. Like, uh, mm-hmm. if they, they probably didn't capture some of the best or yeah. get them to... Yeah. But um, I, I found both of them I wanted to see more of either of them. Yeah. And just that, yeah, in a different film. But I think, all, I think all the characters, I mean, were one note. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. is a very broad stroke morality play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly, oh, that's all that it aims to be. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I, I didn't find it especially compelling as a film. Well, Not speaking of broad strokes, no. <laughs> <laughs> See? This stuff writes itself. It I do, I do want to say, um, <laughs> these two films were surprisingly difficult to get a hold of for being kind of mainstream um, and moderate successes. Um, I we had to... to do with the title, though, because if, if you're looking that up on the internet, <laughs> you're getting some crazy, crazy yeah. stuff. We can find them in. in any of our usual kind of ways. So, the streaming ways or the library. Yeah, yeah. not on Netflix, Arrows Now, or at the library, not on iTunes. We actually had to order discs from Amazon in the yeah. States. And we were curious to see how this would go um, because 
you know, there's so much piracy in Bollywood. But it looks like both of the discs we got are legal. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think Jism had a great transfer. No, no it's no, a terrible it, transfer. Well, it was, I would, yeah, it's terrible, but it's it's passable. Yeah. yeah. I've had a, quite a few movies from the 90s mm-hmm. like that are low-budget independent films that read the, yeah, the transition. Yeah, pre-digital when they were, yeah. you know, everything was ramping up to that. Well, and Jism would have been shot on film, I, yeah. I think. It appears to be. Yeah, yeah. whereas Jism 2, you know... Which we got a Blu-ray of, <laughs> um, is all uh, high def. I will say, I, they are available to rent on Amazon Prime, okay. but we don't have Amazon Prime. No, we Canada. don't. It's not in Canada. So, yeah, unfortunately... But it's still good to get that out there. Well, <laughs> and again, these weren't, these weren't small films. They're main, they was, these were <clears throat> mainstream. Jism 2 played in theaters in Edmonton when it came out. Yeah, I mentioned it to a few friends of mine, and they actually heard of it. They all they actually gave a couple other Bollywood films to me that in the, where the the language was yeah yeah they're funny titles is what they said. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I've always thought of the the episode of just uh, unfortunately titled Bollywood films. Hero <laughs> Panty. Yeah, you're pretty, you're pretty <laughs> fond of Hero <laughs> Panty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think we should probably throw to our song, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. What song are we? What song sample are we playing today? What's the name of that one again? It's the one from Jism 2. Yes, it is called um, Maula. Yeah, I like this one a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, Do you want to describe the scene? Well, yeah. uh, the scene actually is a segregated one with, uh, would you say the protagonist in this, in Jism 2? Randy Puda? Well, yeah, we'll say the actor, I guess. Yeah, he's, I guess we'll get into also it. Also playing a character named Kabir. But he is, I guess he's, a, he's probably the... If not the main character, then at least the most interesting person in the movie? Yes. Yeah. So it's him segregated in his room where he is basically kind of, I guess, contemplating how much he's falling for. Again. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought this, I thought that scene was gorgeous. I love the music. I actually, I, I listened to it a second time after the film was done. I went back and rewatched that scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought the, the coloration in his room, it's all blue mm-hmm. uh, with stars in a, above the roof. And I just thought it was gorgeous. Yeah. Know? It's like he's in the starry night painting or something. That's a good way of putting it. It's the same blue. Same yeah. Tint of blue. So this is Maula from Jism 2. And that was a sample from Mala from uh, Jism 2. So Jism 2 was directed by Pooja Yeah, now we're into our double dose of Jism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sort of a joke? Yeah. I don't know. Another, another, jokes, jism in, another Jism injection coming <laughs> right up. Don't Can you look. believe uh, one of our listeners actually left a review and said that we were that I was funny? Awesome. That I know. fantastic. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. Aaron's heard about jokes, but uh, she's still working on them. Anyway, Jism 2, directed by Pooja Bhatt, who is the sister of... Uh, Bollywood sweetheart Ali Abad. Pooja Bhatt produced the first Jism. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mahash Bhatt was responsible for the story of the first Jism, and Pooja Bhatt has directed Jism 2, and Mahash Bhatt uh, produced it. Yeah, so it's kind of a Bhatt family joint. Yeah. Okay. But stars Sunny Leon. But, uh, you know, Ali yeah. Bhatt would touch this with yeah. Like a yeah. Ali Abad is much too innocent to be in this film. So well, not necessarily. I mean, she did Highway and Punjab. Yeah. So, starring Sunny Leon and Randy Pooja. 
who you know plays the main terrorist bad guy, mm-hmm. and Arunode Singh, who has really big ears. Let's stick out. That his was a ama- that's was something that I think is cool about Bollywood too. They it's kind of like watching a British soap opera. People mm-hmm. do not have to be attractive, yeah, to be in a Bollywood. Well, or different styles of faces, or yeah. they might have like uh, something off about them, I and guess. yet they're still attractive. Like Shah Rukh Khan's nose is really big. Yeah, Salman Khan's yeah, eyes is finger. really yeah, yeah. squinty. Yeah, yeah. and Rithik Roshan has my, two thumbs on one hand. He's <laughs> one of my favorites. I got to watch him dance. Oh, oh my yeah. god, I know. Oh. But, uh, I know. Aruna Singh is him. a very well built yeah, individual. He's, yeah, he's yeah. kind of like skinny younger Amir Khan. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, he but you call Rithik Roshan the human special effect. Yeah, <laughs> just the way the way he dances is so fantastic. Yeah, Doom too, like the opening. Yeah. That, well, after the the action sequence on the train, but that that opening sequence of him dancing, yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah, he's like, like he's, he's like a Gumby. Kind that's of exactly what we put He's so elastic. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's incredible, yeah. I love showing that sequence to people, too, because uh, there's this perception, uh, if you don't watch Bollywood, uh, that everyone's going to be wearing saris all the time, like everyone's in traditional dress, and you show people that one, and like, and they're all sweaty, and they're in jeans, cut up jeans, cut yeah. up jeans, and they're not even all Indian, they're and they're in like, the spark factory. wait, That's wait, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this spark is factory. Bollywood, too, and I'm yeah. just like, yeah, then yeah. this is like super Bollywood. This is more what they're yeah. like, generally. And also, that song is in English. Yep. Doom again, like, what that's the lyrics? Yeah, well, that happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but people are not expecting that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I was shocked when I saw that. Like, uh, well, not from that particular film, but when I saw Doom Again, Run Away, With but, Me on a Roller Coaster Ride. Yeah. But so many, uh, like, uh, sp- I mean, the particular words in, like, the movies, they'll actually heighten with an English. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I, I found sometimes, that, I don't know if they're doing that to heighten, that needs to be paid attention to, that certain. Well, it's, it's kind of like, a, you know, a vestige of colonialism, right? English yeah. is a lot of people's second language. Yeah. So when you're in a place that has 15 different languages, English is one that a lot of people know. Okay, well, and that's sense, what yeah. I found interesting about Jism too, as well is like every. Okay, oh, bring it back line, to Jism too. <laughs> yeah, every second I, I will. Can't let that slip through my fingers. Anyway, oh boy! <laughs> every second or third, every second or third line. English. Yep. Yeah. And I was trying to see if you could conceivably connect the English sentences together to get the story, but no, not at all. But yeah. It's still, it, it's odd because after a while you disregard it. You yeah. Just, I don't, the you best don't part, though, it. is that the subtitles don't, <laughs> don't match up to what, what they're saying. So then I wonder, are they even saying that in Hindi? Well, I don't know. <laughs> every time they drop the f bomb mm-hmm. in English, mm-hmm. and it's clearly stated yeah. that never comes up in the subtitle. No, anyway. Never. Uh, Billy it, Wilder, it is. Bill, Billy Wilder was the director of Double <laughs> Especially um, uh, during the break, we were talking about Angry Cash App, and something that's especially hilarious to me is that um, oh right, there might be three different subtitle tracks to a movie. Oh, that's so, yeah, we talked about this when we um, did an episode on Gangs of Wasipur. So I saw Gangs of Wasipur before Matt, mm-hmm. um, and there were like motherfuckers left and right. Oh. In I, the subtitles. In the subtitles, yeah. Wow. I've never yeah. seen a film, um, a Bollywood film, with such language. We rented it out of the library, and it turns out that EPL actually has bootlegs. Yeah, oh. they have a bootleg version and of the movie, which yeah. they might not. The they might subtitles not were incomprehensible. Like you were actively uh, rewriting them. In your head while you're watching the film, and it just yeah. made it really difficult because it's a movie you really need to pay attention to. So then we rented it on iTunes, and this is what really confuses me because um, the distributor in the West for Gangs of Westy is Cinelicious, and so they were the ones who posted it to iTunes. But there's a different subtitle track 
on that film than the one I saw theatrically. And they were using like darn and damn and oh, bastard instead of like ra- motherfucker. Yeah. Rascal. Yeah. And <laughs> it makes yeah. it makes um It's cognitive dissonance. You can Yeah, hear it and, and it makes it. like yeah. a really different impact and the motherfucker subtitle track works so much better. Yeah. That happens often with it because, um, well, uh, Let the Right Ones In. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually sent a copy of that and mm-hmm. we watched it and that's one of the movies where I watched it the second time right after because I was so impressed and it doesn't happen to me very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when that came out in Blu-ray, they actually had to re-release it because the Blu-ray uh, subtitles on it were not as good as the the first release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they actually had to redo it and so the, the yeah, it's a rare copy yeah. now with the bad subtitles but that's yeah. the other thing I love about Bollywood too is they still use phrases like scoundrel mm-hmm. and rascal. Like, why do we have a long running enmity between us <laughs> it's just such a beautiful use of real yeah. English yeah it's like oh my god this is wonderful yeah. it's poetic in a lot of ways alright Matt set up Jism 2 for us after All right, this so entertaining aside Jism 2 features Sun Leone as a former porn star there is no <laughs> There is no reason for her to be a former porn star in this film, other than the fact that Sunny Leone herself is a former porn star. But I, fa- I find it so tacked on there. Yeah. And just to, like, give this character, I don't know, like, questionable morality, I just, I don't think it's Right necessary. at the beginning, she's just like, I was a porn star. Now I'm, I'm sitting on a beach. And then it's never yes. mentioned ever again. She, that she, focused <laughs> me on the film immediately. <laughs> I did not take my eyes off I, the film for after that line. I actually thought, because uh, <laughs> the, the lack of characterization I found in this film, I thought that that was her character, was herself. Mm-hmm. They're trying Basically, to sell her yeah. uh, for herself. Yeah. I would say, why yeah. I said that. Yeah. So I, that's what my impression was. Yeah. So Sunny Leone is a woman, former porn star, who is hired by what's essentially the Indian Secret Service spy organization to get in with her um, old love, played by Randy Puda, mm-hmm. who was a cop that she met back in the day. They had a love affair. And now he's become some sort of rogue terrorist agent guy. Very unclear what he's up to. Kind of like a kick type, I guess, or a phantom type. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of gone off the you know off the radar. He's blowing stuff up. He's yeah. he's out to get his old employers. And she's sent to romance him again. Find this uh, file that has all the people he's trying to kill. And her handler is a guy named Arun. Oh, is played by Arun Day Singh, who she meets in the first scene. And there's a love triangle between these three. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's basically all you need to know. It, it's it's kind of like a spy versus spy, but mostly just lounging around in beautiful beachside locations, really. And sexual tension. And sexual tension aplenty. Do you two do like spoiler alerts on this one? Or do you assume that everyone's seen the film? Um Because with this ending there is a this was quite the ending. I yeah, think. if we're going to spoil the ending, we will alert people okay. that yeah. we are going to spoil the ending. I think this movie was pretty well seen by most of the people over there who would have seen it. Um, it, it, it was it was a pretty big deal. It was a moderate success. Both Jism and Jism Two were moderate successes, and I think um, certainly successful for like a film of this kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in they weren't in blockbusters, but no. they're also. Fairly low budget, you know. Well, I mean, I guess like apparently Jism Two had like ninety percent occupancy the day it was released, which is like, wow, you know. What about the next day? Like, I mean, (laughs) I think Batur had like fifteen percent. Yeah, but yeah, I think you could talk about the ending. We'll we'll put a note in the notes. Sure, sure, yeah. Uh, And this was Sunny Leone's debut. Yeah. Um, Mahashabat actually entered the Big Boss house. So I don't know if you guys know this. Sunny Leone 
um, was rather unknown in India <laughs> until she appeared on this of show. Internet okay. censorship. Yeah, yes. Of course, of course. Until she yeah. appeared on this show, or if people knew who she was, they weren't sharing yeah. that yeah. information. Yeah. <laughs> um, until she entered uh, the Big Boss house, which is essentially their big brother. And then she did this whole reveal on Big Boss that she was a porn star. Oh, um, okay. But. A lot of people in India watched her on this show before finding that out, and so she had kind of developed a fan base okay. um, before she revealed that. And then Mahesh Bhatt actually offered her the role, what, like on reality television. Mm-hmm. Um, so in some ways, like this film, I think really is kind of like made to be a star vehicle for her. And I think it does. Like uh, yeah. I actually, I was more interested in what she, like she was doing on, on screen. Oh yeah. Besides, I, here's something that I feel like I'm being a, a kind of a jackass. Uh, I found that her legs kind of were weird. <laughs> okay. Because like, there's, there's a scene right at the beginning when she's going for a meeting, and she comes in, and she's wearing like a suit jacket yeah. and a mini skirt or something, but it doesn't look like she has any pants on. And yeah. I remember just thinking her legs were pale or something didn't seem right. Huh. And I couldn't get that off. Like I, I, As I'm watching it, I, I, every time I kept on looking at her legs and going, something's not right about her legs. I, I'll, I don't have know to, I'll have to... But this do might some be further just study on this topic. I, something just didn't seem yeah. right. Like they seem paler than the rest of her body. I huh. feel like you're yeah. looking at her wrong. The wrong. It asset. was hard not <laughs> to look at that when you come in with a suit jacket. Yeah. And you're like it did off, look like she wasn't wearing any pants. I remember that. It, yeah, yeah, because that's and that's yeah. where I got hooked on because it I, may have been because they weren't up in the air. Ooh. <laughs> oh, oh, I had to throw that in there. Yeah. Uh, but okay, you wanted to talk about the ending, though, because it, it really develops in kind of a grand green, y'all. <laughs> well, I actually got mad at the ending. Um, because, uh, sorry, the actor with the big ears. Uh, Day Singh. I actually enjoyed him. Yeah, and I, My heart broke for him when she was actually flirting with, and he had to watch her flirt yeah. with him, because he, he's fallen for her. And the whole thing... He knew what he signed up for, though. He's a, he he's a he's, spy. But it, it completely demolishes at the end, because he is... He has an evil purpose behind this. Yeah. So I actually thought that it kind of wrecked some of the feelings I had before. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, well, then you, you led me believing one thing, and I actually fell for this guy. But that was complete false as well. Yeah. Um, it starts to get into a bit of um, race territory. Not quite, but where there's like twist, then another twist, then twist upon twist. Yeah, the movie yeah. race, and I, not, I, not the concept of race. I, oh, <laughs> I start to get a bit of like... Twist fatigue. Yeah, well, and that's yeah. why I, I didn't think that. I think the twists were there for the twist's sake, but they weren't there for the whole story. Like, it, yeah. it felt like they were not respecting the rest of the story that we just watched. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I felt betrayed by the twist. My issue with the final scene or the closing scene is that he falls into a pool, and the last tracking shot where they yes, it's not the there. Is He's just her, yeah. and yeah. Her, his body is gone. I noticed that too. He's where did there. he go? Exactly. He or he's still alive, and we will see him in Jism oh. Three. Or what? Or maybe he wasn't. A, maybe he was a ghost the whole time. Oh, wow. <laughs> did the, yeah, another twist to add so on. Yeah, this gets a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you think that like this jism is set in the same universe as the previous jism? Well, the that's jism one, cinematic universe. Because yeah. one thing I like about <laughs> the JCU, um, yeah. One thing I like about Bollywood franchises <laughs> is that they don't always have um, connecting stories. So, for example, like the Housewolf films. Um, featured like Akshay Kumar and Abhishek Bakshan, but each time it's a different story and they're playing different characters. Well, that's and I'm so sh- I kind of like like in Bollywood you get thematic sequels as mm-hmm. opposed well, to like narrative sequels. And it was right. confusing because Jism Two starts off kind of with a past that you haven't really t- been told yet, and they sort of like they're flashing back to show where they are now. It's so, not entirely clear as to what takes place when. And I'll yeah. admit to you, I watched Jism Two before Jism One. Oh, and it's because we were switching them. 
Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and that's why I, I was actually thought the first one was going to explain the storyline that they're bringing <laughs> oh, in the beginning. Right. So I was kind of disappointed. At the no, you're looking for Jizz in One and a Half, which is <laughs> the, the, the direct video one that took place uh, in between. Don't say I was looking for Jizz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jism. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, but that's yeah. So, I actually thought they were part of the same world, be- and also because uh, the names are the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I thought that was yeah, the same character, and I couldn't make the connection well. So, that kind of took me out of the first one as well. But it is a thematic series. It's it, it, yeah. tales of seduction. Yeah. Both mm-hmm. of your main characters start it's off dead. It's a red dead. shoe diary type of. Exactly. It is yeah. very red shoe diary. They are yes. both, to some extent, they are both kind of elongated rock videos there's a lot of <laughs> video uh yeah. kind of uh it's informed by kind of a video culture for sure yeah. mm-hmm. so what did you guys think of randy puda playing our villain i guess even though he's kind of in the right i actually like the cast more in jism too i i did too. I, I, agree, yeah. Yeah. I love randy puda and it's interesting to see um an actor who i think this is his like this is very early for him too right uh, no, this is 2012. No, but he's he's only been in like three or four movies before that. I will have to look that yeah. up. It, like, it's early on in the Randy Poodography. He's, he's new to me. I've yeah. never seen anything else and, with him. And, and was I... Randy in Bebo Boys? Uh, yes, yeah. he is. He was the lead, oh, he was the yeah. lead gangster. Yeah. 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 yeah, what I was going to say is um, Randy Puda is like, he's a very classy actor. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so to put him in something like this, I just find really interesting. But he plays a great tortured. He soul debuted in two thousand and one. Okay, in yeah. monsoon, he's in Miranier's monsoon wedding in two thousand and one. All right, fine. Are you it's, serious? It's I not mean, early in the hoodography, I guess. How did I, how did I not recognize his ears in other films? No, no, no. Oh, you know, you're, uh, you're thinking oh, Runaway. Okay. Red Deep is the the bad guy. Okay, he's yeah, yeah, he around. seemed familiar. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why you had me all confused. Well, no, yeah. that's uh... no. Actually, I enjoyed him. Mm-hmm. I, well, I enjoyed all three. Really, you liked Sunny Leone. I thought she... Well, I didn't mind her. I didn't think she was hurting yeah. the film. I'm a big, like, Sunny Leone supporter in um, kind of her um, Bollywood career. Because I think I think she's, like, fascinating to look at. I think she's beautiful. Yeah. I think she's really charming on screen. And I, I, I don't know if she has um, the most range as an actress. But I also don't think to be a star, mm-hmm. you need to have a huge amount of range. And I would just really like to see someone put her in... Um, a, a project that isn't Something. playing with her kind of her sexual past. Something classier. She could be in like like a bang bang type thing. She could do she could do cave op- roles basically. She could do opposite Selman Khan too. Yeah. Like I think she'd be great. She'd be a good Selman Bond Khan. girl, for instance. That kind of role, yeah. Like, and I, I just, I think there, there's something very unique about Sunny Leone. Well, her legs give, aside, but to give credit where credits due. The seduction scenes in Jism 2 work because yeah. she's really good at seduction. Yeah, yeah. she's got some practice. I think. The one thing yeah, I think so too. But the one that's one of the other things in in Jism that I just did not buy the whole thing where every time a male character touches a female character's face mm-hmm. and they just melt. I mean, it's quite obvious that they're in ecstasy yeah. just to be touched by a man. It's like, oh my god, what it's the just a good I move. Felt, I, guess, yeah. you know, I think this, even though you mentioned that this film actually helped her out. Uh, I also thought it was kind of counter-helping her because a lot of times when there's scenes with her, they're definitely focusing on her breasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're definitely they're making her do movements where you're going to focus on that. Like, and it's hard not to as a guy. Yeah. And directed sure. by a woman. It, yeah. But yeah. even still, regardless mm-hmm. of who's directing it, they're, they're making scenes that are definitely showing up her body. Oh, yeah. yeah. She walks I just, into the club. I think there's yeah. this perception that, you know, uh, when women direct a film, they it won't necessarily objectify other women, which, I don't know, like... 
if you want to objectify a woman, like doesn't matter your gender. And nope. if you're going to objectify a woman, Sonny Leone's yeah. a pretty attractive. And it, woman. it never stops someone like Sophia Loren from doing well in movies, you know, yeah. being objectified all the time, or, or Brigitte Bardot. But with her, she has such a gorgeous face. Mm-hmm. Like there is something just very uh, what, like flawless. Yeah, and it's very expressive. It very yeah. yeah, and like when she's batting her eyes, like I am, my heart's beating. I'm like, oh, she's so, like, she's adorable. Yeah. But um, I found that this film was definitely objectifying her, and I found that that was like a counter, uh, helping me like her more in this because mm-hmm. I was actually getting more mad at the film. Yeah. Than I was. <laughs> you were feeling for her as an actress. I kind of yeah. 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 And the Papasha uh, Basu wasn't really subjected in the same way. No. There's a few, no. like when she comes out of the, the water at the beginning, maybe a little bit, but for Sonny Leone, it's the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, th- I mean, I think she's she's comfortable with it. Like, Sonny oh, Leone yeah. is really comfortable on screen, mm-hmm. but I agree with you that, like, even just, like, saying at the beginning of the film, like, oh, I used to be a porn star, I just thought it was really, like, this isn't necessary. It's yeah. not necessary to her character. Mm-hmm. And unlike in... The first jism, she really is our central character, and I think you know you are meant to identify with her and empathize with her, and so it's much more kind of her story than it is Randy well, Puda's. But it's also like like uh, when you put like a sports person into a movie, you usually have to show them doing that sport so people can catch. Yeah, I understand that concept. Yeah. You're putting her in the first movie. You kind of want to get that wink, wink. We know what she does. Yeah, and did did well. Yeah, yeah. sorry, but like, at that moment, like, yeah, yeah, you want to. You know, you so this is why you know who this person is. I understand what it is, but I, I also hate that in films. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. This movie also looks gorgeous. We got a Blu-ray it of this, does. and it looks yes. amazing. Yeah. There's some gorgeous... <laughs> like, far better than a movie titled Jism 2 ought to look. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They really went for it. They they didn't need to, but they did. Yeah, and the, the did, sets yeah. are amazing, you know, mm-hmm. like... Well, I didn't think it was a part of some of the other Bollywood films I've seen. No, But the quality, no. but I, I think if you're watching a movie like named Jism, too, yeah. like, I, I was actually very impressed with the quality of it. I think this is a much lower budget production, too. Like, yeah. They get a lot yeah. from, you know, location shoots mm-hmm. and interesting sort of sets that they built and lighting. And it, it really, they, they use their money effectively, I think. Nice, yeah. Now, what did you think of the um, chemistry between Sonny Leone and Randy Puda? Was it better than what we saw with Johnny Abraham and Papasha Basu? Oh, by far. It yeah. was, but I also liked the chemistry between her and... Aruna Desing. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought the chemistry between... So mm-hmm. I actually thought this love triangle worked better. Mm-hmm. It's because I was actually rooting for both sides, kind of. Yeah. yeah, Aruna Day is an interesting guy. He We watched another movie with him with Varun Dewan called Main Terror Hero, where he's basically just playing a big dumb guy, okay. but he's actually a good actor. Yeah. And uh, Jism 2 does give him quite a bit to do. I yeah, he's he, a character actor, but he's good. Yeah. I, I, the script wasn't very demanding, but I thought that all the actors in this were good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed Jism 2. So. Yeah, and I think, you know, as far as kind of being comfortable with that kind of sexuality and sensuality, I think... Um, Sonny Leone and Randy Puda are just actors that that comes more naturally to them. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, Randy Puda oozes sex at any time he's on screen. Yeah. Um, but he's also... Access Bollywood reviewer Kathy Gibson is always talking about his bulge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's... And how prominent it is in every single film he's in. Yeah, it, it's basically I, I getting third billing in a lot of movies. <laughs> Yeah. I, that's, I deal with that all the time. <laughs> the press is always talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> the Daniel Craig of Bollywood. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he kind of is. He, uh, yeah, he is. Yeah. He has that, uh, that V-shaped... He's definitely you know, got... He, yeah, he's got that kind of James Bond kind of... 
Yeah, rough and tumble. The thing I liked about him, he also was very menacing. Yeah. Yes. Because there's, and there's moments where he's, of course, just grueling out of, looking through a window. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, is he going to flip out? Like, yeah. yeah. And this, the, there's only a few scenes of violence in the movie, but when him and his boys rush into a place and start shooting Shoot it up, up, it's actually, you know, you believe it. I wouldn't yeah. say it's, like, excitingly shot for a fight scene, but, it you know, it, it does, it works. Yeah. yeah. But it's based entirely on him being menacing. And then, mm-hmm. to just to be the contrarian, that is one of the few things that makes Biba boys work. Is that when he plays an over-the-top villain, mm-hmm. he is a really good over-the-top villain. i got to take a look villain. at that again. He's yeah. got a lot of... I mean, it, it was a clunky film, but for a stylistic film, mm-hmm. it, it could have been much better. And he's just... He's a, he's a focal point. Uh, so I have to say, I like the story better in Jism. Really? Like I think, yeah, I think the narrative is better there. Partly because it's such a like it's such a classic, classic film, noir yeah. narrative, but the execution is better in Jism too. Yeah, okay, yeah, so I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you're right. yeah, I like the I like actors the better. I like the way it looks. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, but you're right because that ending when they start doing twists around, I was like, oh, okay, you guys, enough. Yeah. Who's narrating the movie at the end? Actually, yeah. <laughs> everybody is dead. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, is, is she a ghost now? Is, is this going to be revealed in Jism Three? Well, yeah. that one character is obviously a ghost. Yeah, yeah, disappears, disappears right out of the scene. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that uh, the third film in a trilogy in Bollywood just decided to reveal ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> that was also I think of the Masti trilogy, where the first two are like these really kind of generic uh, sex, sex comedies. comedies and then the third one they're like now we have ghosts there are no <laughs> ghosts or anything supernatural in but, the two previous but films. they're sexy ghosts right <laughs> yeah the oh, best yeah. kind that's, yeah. <laughs> that's actually what was my problem with the uh, Jism 1 and the ending when he's like uh, basically he's I guess seeing her when he's passing on as if yeah. she's coming from heaven I was like okay you guys have been bad the whole life like it's yeah why and he also like that was the one who killed you like why it's wishful is thinking your, yeah. yeah although I that, that was tot- a weird ending like, but that totally works in Jism too yeah when he comes back if she's dying that yeah. works there they really liked each other in the end yeah. Yeah. it's a real romance yeah it but works did the there. pain inside is just like kept them apart but I thought that was a weird choice because like she's the one who screwed him over and he kind of realized that and then when you're dying that that's your you're like oh boy she's here again the yeah. heart wants what it it's wants just seems, it does yeah, I know but I was just disappointed with that well, maybe you, when the you heart get, or maybe when you else. get killed by a femme fatale, it was the <laughs> yeah. body. It yeah. turns out the heart wants the body. All exactly. The <laughs> when, when I'm about to die, then yeah, the, the girl comes over and empties her suitcase in my coffee. <laughs> right. It says, "See you later." This is how I thought I was going to go. <laughs> That's right. When I die, they start loading me into the suitcase. <laughs> yeah, um, I always knew this would happen. <laughs> That's right. That gypsy told me so. Yeah. yeah. So. Would anyone recommend either of these films to people interested in Bollywood or people who already are invested in Bollywood? I think I'd recommend if you're, say, uh, like Shah Shahid, a fellow podcaster who does a show about um, Bollywood remakes of Hollywood movies, I think it is interesting to watch Double Indemnity, then Body Heat, then Jism, just to see how the different cultures and times use the same story. Because it kind of goes from... You know, double indemnity where you can't really show a lot of body or anything, so it's all. And then they wake up next to each other smoking, and you you put the pieces together. And then body heat where it's a lot more explicit, and then jism where 
circles back around to being yeah. less explicit. Yeah. Um, I think there's something interesting there. And I, I really like Sonny Leone and Jism too. I, you know, that would be, if you're a person who just likes a lot of erotic thrillers and, or you just like Sonny Leone, yeah. you might check those out. But I can't say I would recommend it to most people. Yeah, I'm going to go on optional. In the yeah. optional or not optional rating yeah. categories of films. The Zodiac <laughs> motherfucker scale of optional yeah. or not optional. I'm going to go optional on both. Yeah. I would say no to both. No? Uh, because yeah. there's so many other Bollywood films that yeah. are way better. Yeah. So, like, my friends who are, if I'm just introducing them to Bollywood, there's no way I would show them no. this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't have the spectacle are, aspect. Yeah, and then my friends who are very aware of Bollywood, I, I still wouldn't because mm-hmm. I just don't think it meets that quality that we've seen. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a minor Randy Puda movie. I guess it's a major Sunny Leone movie now, but I could I, see it eventually becoming minor. My music fans, uh, I would actually recommend that song that we played. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's a very instrumentally sound song. I think it's really nice. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. in like a mediocre film in Bollywood, you can still get some amazing oh, yeah. songs. Like Raw One. Yeah, or uh, Main Terror Hero. Yeah, I mean Chamak Chalo from Raw One. I like really can't stand that movie, but I fucking love that song. Yeah. So I, there, there's a bifurcated aspect to Bollywood a lot of times where the cinematographer and no, the choreographer and the music directors they'll be off on their own constructing great stuff, and then it can often be inserted into a stupid movie. Nice. I had a friend when I was growing up, and we'd go out and rent movies, and this guy would always rent the the. The TNA film, mm-hmm. and I would always rent some quality. So even if his would got so annoying that we would shut it off, there's always something we can watch afterwards. Yeah. I would definitely lend, like uh, recommend this to him, <laughs> yeah, okay. because he would go into it thinking it was something else, and he'd be shocked to see that there was a a, a film that had some good set yeah. designs and yeah. I would highly recommend Jism Two, but only if you double it up with Biba Boys mm-hmm. immediately afterwards, because I really want to make Biba Boys a cult favorite. <laughs> Because I also want to make it okay for men to wear pastel. <laughs> I want to go back to the Miami Vice days yeah. where you could wear a suit without socks. I really got to give that a second chance because when I saw it, I fell asleep. But I, I so love every other film by that director. And really? Is, I do. Oh, yeah. I'm not a big Deepa Meta fan. Really? No. Wow. And this is not related to anything, but since we're a little bit on the topic of fashion, I want everyone to know that this week I'm going to go out and buy my first Kurta. Oh. And hopefully I will post pictures on Facebook. Okay. Excellent. They look cool. super comfy. Yeah. They look great. No, yeah. look out for that. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be pleasantly surprised, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our show, mm-hmm. the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And, you know. And thank you, too, for watching the two Jism uh, yes. entries. Yes. Thank you, too, for coming it was on. a tough sell. Yeah. <laughs> A uh, little misleading. But they should have called it Jism 2 Reentry. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Where can people find the movie Jerks on the interwebs? Uh, well, you can find us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also go to www.themoviejerks.ca. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's the best way of finding us. Uh, sure. We're out there. Mm-hmm. Twitter? Uh, we have a Twitter account. Thank you. Yeah, it's at moviejerks. And I guess if you want to mention your own website. Oh, uh, Uh Hit us both up on Facebook. Finally mm-hmm. made a thousand friends, and I'd like to make a thousand more. Nice. And once again, I reiterate any casting directors out there, <laughs> I want to be in a Bollywood film doing something. You should, you should make a, a sizzle reel of yourself dying in interesting ways. Like, I will. Oh, I would, like, got shot. Oh, well, he got stabbed. Oh, exactly. you can do anything. Intercut me with Salman Khan. <laughs> Are you kidding me? If you're actually pushing that out, I would love to be in a Bollywood dance scene. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, I would because I used to uh, do like well, I used to take dance classes, uh, and I'm heftier, not the best condition as I used to be, but, but I that's could the, really like. I, that's the beauty of Bollywood films. Hefty yeah. guys can look good in these films. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, uh, we so we will be back in two weeks <laughs> with our first year anniversary episode, yeah. and Yay. to celebrate having done a year's worth of podcasts of you know making it this far, we are going to be looking at one of the all time classics in Bollywood. Lagan. Nice. Yes. So. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? All right. So you can find us on Facebook. Look up Bollywood is for Lovers. You can find us on Twitter. Look up at Bollywood Pod. You can find the show on iTunes. You can find it on Stitcher. You can find it on Audio Boom. And Eros Now. And Eros Now as well. And, you know, more streaming platforms to come as uh, Audio Boom keeps making deals. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Oh, you can find both Aaron and I uh, on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, I'm at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. And I'm at Erin E. Fraser, E-R-N-E-F-R-A-S-E-R. And last one is the Tumblr. We've got a Tumblr for Bollywood is for Lovers as well. Bollywoodisforlovers.tumblr.com. And if you like the show, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. It encourages us to produce more, and we love to read feedback. Uh, and drop us a line and let us know that you left a review because we can't see uh, all the reviews of all the countries. <laughs> yeah, we have to switch countries to look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and we so, don't want to miss yours. But yeah, you can always find us on Twitter. Just let us know. It's easy. Tell us if we screwed something up, too. We, uh, we love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot our blog. Who's, who's sure. the director of Double Indemnity? Billy Wilder. Man, what a great movie that was. And a great director. <laughs> Indeed. Can't go wrong. Thank you for listening.